Hey, this is Kyle Crawford from Strong Dads. Strong Dads wants to thank Crimer Beer House for sponsoring today's Strong Dads podcast. The beer house was started in 1982 by the Crimer family. Since that time, they've become a Cincinnati favorite. If you're looking for an incredible meal and an incredible setting, you have to try Crimer's Beer House down on Route 128 in Cleese, Ohio. Uh, welcome to Strong Dads. Hey, this is Merle Hutchinson, and today um, our normal uh, host, co-host, is Kyle Crawford. And he, well, he's never normal, but today uh, <laughs> he's going to actually act more as a guest because uh, of his position in life, his job as a first responder. Kyle, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, a little stir crazy. I'm sure, like everyone else. How are How are you doing? Yeah, a little stir crazy. So we are doing our uh, show today, uh, being sequestered or locked down. Uh, I am at my place and Kyle was at his home, uh, but we still felt the need that we wanted to put together a show uh, for all of you strong dads out there. Um, and again, I mean, part of Kyle, when you and I were talking about this, like, you know, um, everybody's talking the whole coronavirus thing to death and and rightfully so. I mean, it is something that we're we're seeing spikes of ups and downs and people uh, in, in tough situations. Um, but this is going to impact, as you and I were talking just a little bit ago, it's going to impact way beyond just health issues. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, the economic impact of all of this is huge. The educational impact is huge. Um, yep. The social impact is huge. Um, people's mental wellness. So lots of different things on this. And um, so we did not want to have a recording that was just going to be about us complaining about how we're all being affected. Um, right. And of course, respecting how people are being affected, but not complaining about it. Instead, we really did want to, uh, I wanted to t maybe take some time to interview you because of the position you're in as a first responder. You're a fireman paramedic. Yep. And um, in the Dayton, Ohio area, and you're on the front lines of this and uh, you don't have a choice when it's time to go to work to stay down in your comfy little living room <laughs> and, uh, you know, you have yeah. to get out and, and do your thing. And so you're exposed. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about our, our military, our soldiers being frontline guys, and we show those guys a lot of respect. You know, I know a lot of times if I'm out and I see a guy eating or whatever, and I can tell he's a veteran, I'll pick up his tab or whatever at the sure. restaurant. And uh, not that we shouldn't continue to do that because these guys do what they do for us, but um, we need to probably switch now that our, our front lines are very uh, domestic in this particular fight. And it happens to be with you first responders. Um, nurses, doctors, uh, office staff in the hospital, um, yeah. even, even, you know, again, down to the custodians in the hospital, these guys yeah. are working double duty and the diligence that they have to put in is beyond what they're, they're used to doing. So a lot of people are being impacted. And so I just really wanted to explore, uh, what you're seeing and how we can maybe, um, come behind you guys and support you and thank you guys for what you do. Um, and maybe you can share a little bit about just uh, what your world's been like uh, when you're yeah, actually yeah. out there on the streets and doing your thing. So 
Anyway, before we get started, how about if we do, uh, we need to thank our sponsors because we they do. are also, we do. one of our sponsors yeah. being a restaurant is definitely in the crunch here. You want to take care of uh, Crimers? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, definitely a Strong Death wants to uh, thank Crimers Beer House for sponsoring today's uh, Strong Death podcast. Uh, the Beer House uh, was started in 1982 by the Crimer family. And uh, since that time, they have definitely become a Cincinnati favorite. Um, so definitely right now, more than ever, go down to uh, Crimer's Beer House, uh, get some carryouts, uh, get some good pork chops. I know my parents went down there and got <laughs> some good pork chops. I, I recommended the pork chops. So, uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's get out there and support uh, our restaurant industry and uh, go check out Crimer's Beer House down on Route 128 in Cleese, Ohio. All right. Hey, did your dad go into the men's restroom and check out the urinal? uh you know he didn't say man oh man i know it's not worth the trip if you don't go and <laughs> i know that seriously I, dang it i should have told him i told him to get the pork chops i forgot about the portage yeah so, you know so. the urinals where it's all at yeah the, uh, the for those of you who haven't listened to previous shows uh crimer's beer house has got the ultimate urinal so i'm gonna oh. go at that you can go check yes, it out on just go own. check it out yourself for sure <laughs> i'm not going in with you <laughs> <laughs> well it's only one person stalling it yeah it's pretty simple yeah, yeah. Uh, also, hey, we want to thank uh, Mansfield Insurance Agency located in Bright, Indiana. Mansfield started in 1981 and uh, since that time been dedicated to serving the insurance needs of the folks in Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. So for all your insurance needs, please contact Mansfield Insurance and uh, let them take care of you with the service uh, that they provide. Okay, so um, <clears throat> anyway, Maybe let's just start with the, the idea of um, you and I were talking from the, the beginning uh, about an oath that you yep. took as a fireman paramedic. Can you explain a little bit about the oath? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and, and what I do in, in the, the fire, fire world, the fire service um, is no different than what our police do, what our doctors, our nurses do. Um, whenever you get hired on at a place, um, you know, for, for me, it was graduation day from the academy. Um, and, and, you know, I had taken oath, uh, and this was in front of all my family and friends. Um, and, and you know, the oath is sworn to protect and serve the, the citizens and where I work is for the city of Dayton. So I, I took an oath to, to, to serve and protect uh, at all costs um, the, the citizens uh, of, of the city of Dayton. Um, and, you know, that, that looks different in, in times like now. Um, in, in the sense that the danger is different, but my oath still remains the same. Mm. So that, that oath that I took um, is something that, um, you know, in some ways can be kind of cliche. Um, but, um, you know, for, for me, what I do every day, making runs on patients, um, going to fires, that oath is, is very clearly uh, ingrained in my why I do what I do. Um, yeah. and, and I, you know, we, we talk a lot in the fire service about the mission. Um, and we always say the mission is them. And um, just that idea that, um, you know, it, on, on the fire side for, in, in, in particular, and I know, you know, obviously right now we're dealing with something kind of more invisible than, than the, actual, the actual seeing of a fire. But, you know, we always talk about how um, if your house caught fire, what would you want the firemen to prioritize? And you'd want mm -hmm. them to prioritize your family. Um, and so for us as firemen, yes, that, that is, that, that is the oath that I carry with me that, that I exist for them. And, um, yes, now we're dealing with something a little bit more invisible, um, but the oath still remains the same. It's still so true, yeah. um, that I, I, I swore to protect, um, the citizens of Dayton, even in times when, uh, it is dangerous for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that, that danger, you know, is not flames. It's, it's, it's a virus now. And it's right. something that I can't see. I, I can see a fire very visibly. Um, so 
although the, the danger looks different now, my oath remains the same. And, and that oath, again, is, is the same for our police, for, for our military, for our nurses, our doctors. Um, you know, they swore to protect, you know, protect the people, to, to do right. no harm to, to people. And, and, you know, sometimes that looks different. Um, sometimes there is that danger. Um, but that's, that's our job. And, and, and that's something um, I know for, for me, I, I hold on to that, that this is what I was called to do. This is, I have a, I have a great passion for what I do. I love the job that I do. Um, and that, that doesn't change just because the world has changed in a drastic, right. drastic way. You know, a lot of times I, you said before the, the oath that you took and they sound cliche, they do sound cliche until they're not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, all, whether, you know, when uh, our sons were in, went through their taking their oath in the military. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm listening to that and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, these are just a bunch of recited words and it's almost yeah. like a written prayer. And I, and I think to myself when guys are reciting that oath or like when they're reciting a prayer, how many of them are actually connecting to yeah. what is actually being said? Yeah, because when you start to really weigh what's being said, it doesn't a lot of times make sense until it has to make sense until yeah. you're actually on the front lines or until you're in the danger or the tragedy. And so uh, right now you, you probably are ha having <clears throat> a lot of first responders and, and stuff are going, Oh, Oh, so this is what this means. Right? right. And again, I know you're in dangerous situations all the time with fire and stuff like that, but some of them that are maybe not in as dangerous situations. Um, but now with uh, this virus, um, it's really come to make them realize, wow, that, you know, there are, like you said, you're there to serve and uh, there's, it's not a time to run away. Yeah. So. And, you know, I mean, when, when I got hired, I got a, a little, uh, it's, it's smaller than a little note card. It's our mission statement card. Um, and then on the back side of it has our risk management policy. Um, and I carry that with me. That's always in my wallets. Um, that goes with me everywhere I go. Uh, and it's not something I necessarily always look at. Um, but I always know it's in there. Um, mm -hmm. And again, it just kind of reiterates that oath that, that, that why I exist as a fireman, why I got hired to the city of Dayton. I got hired there to serve and protect the citizens um, right. that, that, that I was sworn to protect. So that's, that's kind of a, a constant reminder. Again, just like you were saying, you know, th there are a lot of people um, that, that do, that do make that oath and, and it doesn't actually sit in, you know, sink in until times like now where it's like, all right, you know, I don't have a choice. I, I have to go to work. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I'm fortunate in that regard. Yeah that my job is considered essential. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that regard. Like I said, you know, uh, for, for me right now, at times like now, it's not a financial worry that I have because I know my job's going to be there. It's more of the worry of, you know, actually bringing that home to my girls and my wife. Um, yeah. you know, because this virus is something that a lot of people are, are getting, you know, that they're, they're telling us right now that they're estimating, um, anywhere from 40 to 80% of, of, of our staff, you know, are, are just over 300 uh, firemen that are on our, our, our roster are going to possibly get it. And I, and I know that that's a, a broad number. And like most things, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of questions that can't be answered. Um, but they're, they're telling that, you know, we'll just say around half of our, our staff is going to get it. Right. Um, so stuff like that, it, it is scary in, in that sense, you know, because again, I have a family, you know, right. my job, as much as I love my job, nothing comes above my family. And right. so it's hard when my job can directly affect what goes on in my house. So yeah. um, there, there, there's a lot of questions that, that, you know, Jenny and I have, like, and she, she'll ask, and I just don't have the answer to, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen if I get it. Um, we've tried to put things in place 
as far as, you know, if I get quarantined, um, how's our world going to change, you know, in, in mm-hmm. this house? Um, you know, what are we going to tell our girls? We don't want to scare them. Um, so there's definitely that, that real, um, you know, again, just kind of goes back to when I took that oath, um, I took it at the time and now times like now it really sets in. It um, means something. You know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because I mean, if I, if I don't take that oath to mean, you know, at some point, like I have to put the life of a complete stranger ahead of mine. Yeah. And, and, and that is what it is. And I, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I'm at peace with that. That's why I got into the fire service. I got in the fire service to help and protect people at yeah. all costs. And sometimes yeah. it does mean putting myself in a situation where I potentially could get an invisible virus, like, you know, what, what we're seeing right now. So, you know, yeah, def, definitely the, the oath is really kicking in. It really, it really means a lot right now, more so than just the everyday, you know, making runs. So it, yeah. it's, it's definitely so, a lot different now. So I, I kind of have a thought. So <clears throat> what do, um, be you know i'm thinking military military guys go out and they're on the front lines and and of course whether they're dodging bullets or whatever it is very much uh just them even though their family misses them um right. their family doesn't run the risk of being shot um right and so what are you doing to like as a fireman paramedic what are you doing to keep it out of your home what do you have some protocols that you guys are called to do you have to like sterilize or stay away from your girls or so like yeah that. i mean this has been something i've done since day one i got hired at the city of dayton um is i don't ever wear my uniform home and i don't wear my uniform to work um so i wear my normal street clothes to and from work okay um and, and i've done that way before all this started i've done this for the last six years that i've been with the city of dayton um and i've mostly done it because um i, I I make runs on houses and people that, that are not exactly clean and, mm-hmm. you know, j- just to be blunt about it. And, and I go into situations where, um, you know, I don't, w- whatever, whatever this case would be, whether it be drugs, whether it be bed bugs, uh, roaches, right. it, stuff like that. I don't want to bring it to my house. So I've right. never worn my uniform to work and I never bring it, bring it home. Um, so that's been something that's always been in place for me. So that really hasn't changed in that regard. Um, right now that, that we are mandated to disinfect our entire firehouse twice a day. Hmm. Um, and, and that just going around with disinfectant spray, cleaning our firehouses. Um, and, and, you know, although, you know, it, it's definitely a commitment to, to make sure again, it's, it's that whole idea that, you know, I, I don't want to bring it home to my family and I sure as heck don't want to give it to, you know, the patients that I go make runs on. So disinfectant has been something we've implemented. Uh, we take our temperature three times a day. Um, you know, because that's one of the earlier signs of this, all this, or at least that's what the doctor is telling us is you'll get that, you know, get that little bit of spike in fever. Um, so that's been something we've done, uh, three times a day, you know, we, we're, we're supposed to continue to wear our PPE, uh, our protective equipment, our personal protective equipment. Um, and that looks different, um, in some regards because there's such a shortage of it. Um, so that, that's been something, you know, I always wear gloves on every EMS run, so that hasn't changed. But now it's putting an N95 mask and then putting another mask over top to N95 to kind of protect the N95 because they are so precious right now. There's so right. few of them. Um, so um, prioritizing that, you know, I, I'm wearing uh, eye protection. I've never worn eye protection on EMS runs um, just because, again, that's another inlet for that that virus to get into your body. You know, any of your openings you have, it, and the majority of those openings are on your face. So um, just trying to protect all that. 
Um, you know, it, it, when I get home, um, you know, especially now since my girls are not in school, they want to come up and give me a hug and Hey daddy. And yeah, and I try and I try and kind of take a step back and, and go take a shower before I engage in with, with them and kind of, and, and normally when I get home, I go take a shower. That's one of the first things to do when I get home anyways. Uh, again, you know, I'm in a lot of situations that are, that are not necessarily clean. Um, so we're encouraged to change our uniform multiple times a day. Um, and when we get back from runs, especially if there's a, a chance of an exposure, um, which we are assuming that everyone has it. So every run we come back, you know, th there, there is that chance of exposure. So, um, you know, we, we have the ability to take showers uh, at work, change our uniforms. Um, they're being very um, lenient as far as our, 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 our return time, return back into service after our runs, because they understand that this is something we have to prioritize. We have to prioritize disinfecting um, yeah, our equipment, yeah. you know? So with, if you've ever been in the firehouse, there's a lot of hard surfaces and yeah. the, corona, the, the, the virus loves hard surfaces. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. It, it's, it's, we, we do our best um, with what we have. Um, but again, there's limited resources, just like everybody's dealing with resources that we just don't have. So yeah, trying, try, trying to do our best. Well, you guys, it is awesome that you're out there doing it. And uh, we, we certainly, especially at this time, we need uh, you guys healthy and strong and your families the same way. Um, <clears throat> you know, I would like to maybe take the show uh, a little bit of a different direction in the sense of, you know, we hear what you guys are doing out there, but um, what could we do to help um, in terms of helping you guys or showing thanks or appreciation? Um, I know across the country, and we can talk a little bit about these, but there are some, some people are now really recognizing what you guys are doing, and uh, there's some pretty crazy things that are going on. I, I heard that uh, like Airbnb is offering 10,000, or I'm sorry, 100,000 frontline responders uh, a free place to live um, as if they need that. Um, and so, you know, that's all for the frontline responders people. Um, I know that there are, um, the the grocers of southeast indiana or southeast georgia are uh giving special shopping hours just for first responders so that they don't have to deal with all the crazy that's going on in the grocery yeah, stores and My stuff, myers so. actually we, we got notification up at work that myers on the same thing for us so on on, on a certain day of the week they're allowing us for an hour to come in uh, which is big because that's you know we still got to eat right i'm there yeah, for 24 right. hours and we still got to eat we, we send a person to the grocery store every day um and that hasn't changed fortunately um, so yeah, that, that's, that My, Meyer's done that for us as well. So it's been cool. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I know Starbucks, uh, has been giving with, uh, free coffee and stuff like that. So you guys have been getting some free coffee and drinks, anything <laughs> like that? Uh, you know, I did the, the, the free coffee, uh, you know, I, I go to Speedway every morning and, and, and you know, and the, the guy that, that always, you know, cashes me out, he knows I'm a fireman. Uh, and he always tries to give me free coffee. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I don't know. I've never taken it. I'm, I've never, I'm not a huge uh, fan of it. Again, I think it's awesome that people do it for us. Um, I still have a job though. You're just doing your job. Yeah. yeah I'm just That's doing my cool. job. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that, that there are places that are, that are, you know, appreciative of us. And, you know, I, I was, I wasn't in the fire service in 2000, 2000, uh, you know, one with the, the nine 11 attacks. Um, but I, I, I've heard a lot of guys that were around that kind of relate this to them because, you know, as soon as nine 11 happened, everyone was so appreciative of firemen and police officers and first responders. And right. we were kind of held up on almost like in a little bit of pedestal, right, wrong or indifferent. Um, and I think now it's kind of one of those similar times 
Um, but for us, it's just, this is what we do. This is, this right. is, you know, we, we, we've been doing the exact same job from 2001 to now, and we're going to continue to do the same job we've always done. Um, so as much as we really appreciate, uh, everything that's going on and, and I, and I don't want to discourage people from, from continuing to, to support us in that regard, just know that this is what we do every day. Um, so long after the coronavirus is gone, come and gone, uh, we're still going to be that, that oath we talked about, that oath is still going to apply to us even long after the coronavirus. Um, so just, just always, always remember that firemen, police, nurse, doctors, you know, we're, we're, we're here. Um, this is what we swore to do. Um, right. so, so that, that would be my biggest uh, thing, you know, right, right now for, for anyone out there, like pray for us. Um, not only just pray for us, pray for our government officials. Um, they, they need prayer. Um, yeah, our country sure. needs prayer. Um, so that, that would be one of the biggest encouragement. One of the biggest things I think you can do to, to help support uh, first responders, you know, doctors, nurses, the, the hospital staff is prayer. Um, there's a lot of power in prayer. Um, you know, the, the, you, know you, you can write encouraging letters and, and, and those are great. Um, I, I would just, I would, I would encourage people to pray for us. Um, Cause that, that, to me, that that's, that's, what's going to get us through this. It's not anything that us as men can do us as, as humans can do for, for, for each other. It's going to be, you know, the, the power of the work what, of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a great point. Um, you know, I, I think it is a, a good time to recenter on what is important in terms of who we are praising um, right absolutely. now, you know, as, as much as you and I enjoy our sports and stuff like that, um, our, our professional athletes, not to, not to discredit them, but obviously they're not very important to us right now. And, <laughs> and so, so you know, because this uh, living is about service and, yeah. you know, you are in every <clears throat> breath that you take, you're, you're really out there in a capacity to serve. And yeah. you guys are the ultimate in that right now. And like I said, not to take away from our, our entertainers and our professional athletes because they have their proper place, but they certainly um, need to take a back seat right now to the real heroes that are out there. And so we just want to thank you guys for that. Um, you know, um, what I think in, in closing things up, um, I would like to maybe put our challenge out there. And the challenge is to... Um, take some time to think about how you can actually show appreciation or thanks for our first responders. Um, it could be as simple as a thank you uh, when you see the police officer or the fireman or the nurse or doctor out and you can recognize who they are, that you just thank them for what they're doing. Um, it could be buying a coffee. You know, it could be other resources that you have. As you said before, you don't need the thank you because you're, this is hardwired in you. You're going to do your job. But I do know that when people get tired, when they get beat down, you know, as an educator for 32 years, there were many days I walked out of school going, why is anybody benefiting <laughs> from what I'm doing? And right. sometimes, you know, uh, years later or whatever, somebody would come back and say, you know what, you were, you were my favorite teacher. You did this or did that. And it changed my life. <clears throat> And that was a good, good encouragement and reminder of, you know what, this is service that I committed to and it feels good that people recognize it. So um, my challenge out there for all you strong dads is take a little time to uh, just be thankful, be appreciative, pray for our first responders, uh, do Please. something a little different out of your day that lets somebody who's serving you know that they're appreciated. So that's kind of our challenge out of this particular show. 
Um, Kyle, anything you want to close us with? Yeah, just uh, um, as far as the, you know, the, the challenge we were talking about, just, I just want to throw a quick note out there. Um, and, and as much as we do appreciate um, your guys' willingness to go out there and, and, and support us in that regard, if you have intentions to drop in things off firehouses, police stations, um, I, would, I would discourage you to do that um, because it might be a waste of resources in that regard. Um, again, it, it, you know, it, it, I don't want to discourage people from supporting us, um, but – we, where I work, I know, and, and I, we're, we're not going to be any exception. Uh, a lot of a lot of police stations, a lot of fire fire stations are not um, accepting gifts from the outside. Um, just again, because of everything that's going on right now. So uh, your support probably you, you might want to gear it towards looking a little different um, than dropping a package off. Dropping, you know, we, we've had people offer to give us masks, uh, which is a, a great great way to support us in these times. Um, and and I would um, just greatly appreciate it, but but also understand that if you drop this over the firehouse, um, first off, we're not going to pick them up off the front porch. Um, and I know that sounds really bad, uh, but j just again, knowing that it's a hard surface and that, that can allow the, the virus to come mm. to our firehouse. So uh, as much as we appreciate the support in that regard, um, maybe geared towards something a little bit different, like you were saying, you know, j just a, a thank you uh, prayer. That, that's something that, that people have asked me, like, how can I help support? Just, just pray for us. Um, yeah. You know, we, we have an invisible virus, so let, let's, you, let's use the power of the Holy Spirit to, and, and attack that. Um, so I, I, I would just, uh, you know, ask that everyone, if you want to do something, pray for us. Yeah, good. That's good stuff. So, hey, um, what I'd like to do is um, do our last uh, thank yous and then maybe uh, let's do a prayer. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. So we want to thank it. again, Kramer's Beer House and Mansfield Insurance for supporting rock solid families along with this podcast, Strong Dads. So we want to thank those guys and uh, we do pray that we would continue to to have that support, to be able to, to do what we do here at Rock Solid Families with our marriage and family coaching business, along with fitness. Um, so we are in challenging times. And as you said, it's an invisible uh, enemy, but we have uh, the invisible Holy Spirit. And so we definitely call, call him to arms right now. So uh, right. let's go ahead and pray. Yeah, yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we just want to thank you for uh, this day. Lord, I thank you for Kyle and his work, uh, all of our first responders, the commitment uh, to the oath to uh, protect and to service uh, the, the needs, especially the medical needs right now that uh, our people in our communities have. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would strengthen them, that would keep them strong. Uh, and would protect their families as they walk uh, home every day and, and enter that house. I pray that their families would be um, in safekeeping. Lord, um, we thank you for um, all of the provision that you uh, take care of in our lives. And right now we uh, are humbled to just come on our knees uh, back and, and just uh, wanting to be in relationship with you. And so I pray that um, this particular time keeps us close to you, not just for this moment, but forever. Lord, we love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Um, how about uh, we will uh, get back together and talk later. Thanks a lot. Heck yeah. Go out there and be some strong dads. All right. Sounds good. Hey, this is Merle Hutchinson from Strong Dads. Strong Dads wants to thank Mansfield Insurance Agency in Bright, Indiana for sponsoring today's Strong Dads podcast. Established in 1981, the Mansfield Insurance Agency has been dedicated to the individuals and businesses in Bright, Indiana, serving clients throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky.